Nemo is pooping. Oh, Literally, pooping wild. on the podcast. Have you ever considered? I have nothing to say about Tokyo Drift. It just took me a little while to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about the rock being sidelined. The odor will soon lost <laughs> in your general direction. Is it large enough? It's pretty large. Oh God! I don't. I'm not moving my feet. They're now in. This is the position that my feet are in. I know. He always poops and runs. No, but he wasn't like pooping and running. Oh. This is the cold open, by the way. Screening podcast. Uh, my name, as always, is Daily, uh, and we have a cavalcade of stars this week uh, for the Fast and Furious franchise, um, more specifically, Furious Seven. Uh, joining me, as always, uh, my partner in uh, accelerated crime, Bartholomew Devon. Accelerated? That was bad. That was a bad one. That's good. That was okay. Accelerated crime. Every time I walk into a room, that happens. I know, right? Uh, and, uh, of course, also joining me this week, my lovely wife, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Uh, and uh, also, we have uh, the Miss Jenna Gabriel. Hello, Jenna. Hello. And uh, our, our franchise, we realized just, uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, Je- our friend Jeff Schwartz is here. He's always here when we do a franchise. I don't know why. It, I don't know. It's just worked out that way. I guess so. Aside from Jaws. Jaws was the Jaws. only standalone. But Jaws is a franchise. That is. Yes, we true. just said, we just, fuck the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we just stopped at one. Yeah. Um, so, As a reasonable uh, person should. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're talking We're talking fast uh, and or furiousness. Um is that Fury? That's a very different movie. That's true. That is a very different movie. We, we did that one already. Uh, well, I, you know, let's get the elephant out of the room. Uh, you know, we've been off for a while. We had a little inadvertent hiatus for like two months, actually, almost exactly. Really? Yeah, yeah, because the last one was uh, like February 6th or something like that. So it's been almost exactly two months. Um, well... Which, We're back. Yeah. Which look, look. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of snow. Uh, there was some uh, some travel. People, were, I was out of town. Other people were out of town. Uh, and then you know, we, there was you know, there was some some deaths in the round. It was it was bad. It was just a bad time in the last couple of months. So mm. uh, you know, we're we're back. We're happy to be here, and uh, hopefully, you know, y'all are happy to have us here. Um, now, I want to talk about uh, this whole franchise uh, before we get into. The meat and potatoes of uh, the latest uh, iteration here. Now, uh, Bart and I. Yeah, feel free to go back and listen to our previous one. Yeah, I was going to say, Furious Six was one of the first couple of episodes we did. I think it was, it might, might have even been episode six, um, but it was one in the first handful of episodes that we did. Um, Bart and I are long converts to the uh, Fast and Furious franchise um, as the most, you know, unexpected. You know, miracle franchise. It's come a very long way from neon on civics. Yeah, exactly. Has it? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so for some background, now uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but Jenna, you haven't really you've seen some of these, but not most of them, right? I've seen the early ones. Okay. 
similarly to the the skepticism in the voice of come a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always sort of been in the the mindset that I had seen one and had seen most of them. Yeah, by seeing one, you didn't need. Yeah, they, you know. Well, the budget's come a long way. That's true. That's true. Now. You can buy a lot more girls with that kind of money. <laughs> that's true. But far fewer sets of underwear, apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Far less fabric. Jamie and Jeff, you uh, were kind enough to uh, indulge us and uh, sort of do a little okay, wait, franchise can we just, rewatch. Can we just the last say few weeks. they were kind enough to indulge you? Yes, that's true. I should say I should say me. Um, but uh, I'm not going under that bus with you. I know what happens with that bus. It goes right over the cliff. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah, but then I get to run across the top of it and then save myself. Uh, uh, there you go, Michelle Rodriguez. I, I was going to say I don't know Sorry. that he saved himself. You're not going to be my Michelle Rodriguez and 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 bail me out at the last second there. Probably not. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Now I know she doesn't lose her memory. Now I know blast. how we stand. All right. Um, <laughs> home at the beach in the DR. <laughs> I know. Uh, so uh, I, speaking of, I want to know how much Jordana Brewster gets paid to go. I'm pregnant and wander away for two hours. Because <laughs> I feel that's all she's done for the entire back half of the franchise. Yeah, it's a little... I mean, she had a... She was... I liked her in the fifth one. She was kind of pulling the string. She was like the woman in the crow's nest. She was like... You know, had her eye on the... Yes, the... you know how I feel about that. Yes. It makes her the Eugene Levy of the Ocean's Eleven crew. <laughs> Eugene Levy? No. Or no, Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Yes. Um, now, yeah. We so we were t- Jamie realized uh, in the midst of watching Fast Five that yeah, I mean, we talked about this, it Jeff. It's a it's a heist plot movie. Of yeah. Ocean's Eleven. It's a heist movie, and it's yeah, very bears quite a few similarities to Ocean's Eleven. So yes, we were trying to assign uh, who in the Fast and Furious. How would you match up the roles? Uh, Vin Diesel very clearly as the you know, George Clooney, uh, and Paul Walker as the Brad Pitt, and then yes, Jordana Brewster is certainly the Elliot Gould. Um, but you had the, the two, uh, the two, I think they're Dominican brothers and they're like the two Mormon brothers yep. in Oceans and, uh, yeah, no, Tyrese is Matt Damon. Tyrese is Matt Damon. Tyrese is still Slimer. Yeah. Although like his role in, I was thinking about it later cause you know, I was thinking about it later. Um, and his like role within the crew, especially like it's, you can see it in this movie, he's kind of like the Carl Reiner. Like he's the one who's got to like draw everyone's attention. He's he's the Ella Fitzgerald. He's like I gotta I'm gonna put on the big show and distract everybody while these other guys are doing stuff over here. You know. Um, I, I I mean, granted, there was no money at stake in this particular one, but had there been, I'm not sure he would have deserved any. <laughs> I don't think he does. He didn't all earn that his much. cut. He didn't no. earn his cut in this movie. He's all the right. John Lovitz of Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Um, now, uh, so Jamie, you watched all of them, uh, with me, and Jeff, sort did of. you... we skipped part of one. Yeah, we got, we got halfway we through the second two. one. We got halfway and... through the second, well, no, we went back and watched Tokyo. Jamie and I went back and watched Tokyo. But we, did. Oh, we yeah. got halfway through oh. the second one and refused to continue. Yeah, we so... didn't, we didn't make it all the way through the second one, which I, like, other people would dispute this, um, but I, the second one is, I think, the most unwatchable one for me. It's just, like, it's really stupid and kind of enjoyable in the same way that, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago about maybe the way that Batman and Robin might be more enjoyable than Batman Forever. It's like so bad that it's a little entertaining. No, it's just bad. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I also mm-hmm. think it's just like unwatchably bad. Um, but did, now you didn't get around to Tokyo Drift, though, did you? No, Jeff? unfortunately, yeah, no. It's okay. I said, you know, I, I felt like it's okay. It's yeah, it's fine. You know, and I was, I'll say this much. Uh, I was hoping that it was going to. Uh, play a little more, uh, a bigger part into the seventh one uh, than it actually did. Um, 
like I, I mean, I knew that uh, we were going to get that Lucas Black was going to appear in this movie uh, as the character from the third one. So that's I say that's probably the one scene in this movie that contextually didn't really no, mean anything to you. It meant nothing. To yeah, me. exactly. So, uh, so I'll, I'll fill you in on the gap there. The whole third movie, like a high school kid who uh, ends up, he gets shipped off to Tokyo to live with his dad, who's in the Air Force, or the Army, or something, and uh, and he gets involved in like street racing crew, whatever, and. Uh, he meets uh, Han, who was in you know four, five, and six. Um, and uh, in the course of the third movie, Han, uh, who it was revealed in in number seven, I almost called it episode seven. In, uh, in number seven, his full name is Han Solo, like Soul Korea dash That's amazing. That is my favorite revelation in the history of movies. I think um, because, like Bart said, we we like we've been referring to him as Han Solo, like amongst ourselves, just for years. You can't name somebody Han and yeah, not call him Han. Exactly. Well, we can't call him. Not call him Han Solo. So, uh... I say, there is a river called the Han River in South Korea, so I think it might mean something else to Korean people. No, 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 no. <laughs> We have established that we, on this show, are... We're not racist, we're just a little bit stupid. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, this, this kid, he, he, you know, gets involved in street racing and he meets up with Han, um, who we don't know has any connection to anybody at that point, um... And uh, basically, uh, Han, you know, he's got this this low-level gangster guy is like chasing them through the streets of Tokyo, and he just gets like in the middle of uh, this chase, he just gets broadsided by a random passerby, like a random car out of nowhere, um, and then his car explodes and he dies. And it's like you know, it's like an emotional kind of moment, like because he's kind of this mentor guy. Um, he's he's super cool. That seems an ignominious end. For someone to just get broadsided, yeah. well, you know, in a fucking movie about about racism, yeah, exactly. Like, but in a way, like I actually always kind of liked that because you know these guys—they're always like racing through like crowded city streets, whatever, and like they never get any interference from the other people, like just the random pedestrians and other drivers. So in a way, I feel like it—you it, know—it's—it's kind of like a nice nod to the fact that these things are happening in a, in a reality of some kind. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't buy that. <laughs> and, and as we will talk about, the reason I enjoyed Seven as much as I did is because it completely, you know, shakes off the idea that this does take place in any kind of reality. Okay, that's we, true. We are in Jump Street territory. Yeah, this, no, totally. That's, that's, that's where we're at. I, so. also, I also feel the movie totally disrespected its audience when it expected me to believe that um, Statham could actually take the rock in a fight. I was like, I'm sorry, no. Well, Vin Diesel, yes. Yeah, Vin Diesel, yes. It doesn't matter, though. The Rock is like a brick wall. It doesn't matter how quick you are when you're fighting a brick wall. That's true. You're going to lose. I think it it does, it helps him out a little bit by introducing us to him by having single-handedly taken out, like, three SWAT teams and destroyed a hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, like no. that, that little introduction no, style, I kind of did that. watching the fight did not make it believable well, at all. He also like, had me. huge... Like, yeah. Statham's got that Joker quality to him in this movie. Like, they gave him all the firepower. Yeah, that's true. Specifically that's what because I was say. he's small and kind of crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got the ammunition. He is I mean, bald, though. He's The Rock's not packing grenades. That's so true. I think that levels the playing field yeah. a bit. But also, when he was like, like I said, I'm here to, like, take down the team. When did you say that? Did you say that? Yeah, like, no. To that's... Shaw or to Han or somebody else who isn't The Rock? Yeah, that's a really unfortunate, like... I said. Like, what do you mean, like I said? Weird editing He's error. never spoken yeah. to you before. Yeah. 
uh, what was that? Oh, we were talking about Tokyo Drift. Um, yeah. anyway, I, I think I get it. Yeah. No, no, no. So, the, but anyway, the important thing is, so you end up with, for you, like, watching this no, movie. No, Jeff, you don't get it. They drift, man. Their cars turn corners yeah. perpendicularly. No, well, so you, but you end up with one scene And it's with, different girls not wearing clothes. Are they, are they Japanese girls? Yes. So we get a little ethnic diversity in yeah, this? Absolutely. That is 100% right. correct. Um, but no, so you end up with this one scene with Lucas Black that kind of doesn't, feels like very unkind. It almost feels like an afterthought of like, oh yeah. So, uh, you know, as like this is, and this is my favorite thing about this franchise is that you end up with this weird structure where the third movie takes place after the first six. Mm -hmm. um, and like chronologically uh, where they, but they kind of like fell into it a little bit, um, which, which I, I and, the, and then they just leaned into it and it became like the defining characteristic of this like weird action franchise. Um, but so, uh, so yeah, I would have. But I would have liked to have seen. I don't. I don't love Lucas Black's character. He's just like some fucking high school kid who gets involved in street racing, or whatever. But there is like they literally pull some scenes out of that whole scene where uh, little Bow Wow comes up and is like, "Hey, he wants to race the new DK." Like that's just the scene in Tokyo Drift that they just transplanted into this movie. Um, the scene, the post credit stinger. That's like just the scene with Jason Statham. That's just pulled almost directly mm -hmm. out of the movie. Um, and then you end up with the one scene with Vin Diesel and, and Lucas Black. I kind of felt like I would have liked to see... I would have been okay with Lucas Black being in, like, a part of the movie. Because I felt like, like their Taking Han's place. Well, I felt like their crew was a little light, you know? Yeah. Like... Was it, Lucas Black the one with the bad southern accent? Yes. But actually, that is his real voice. And yeah. it is the only voice he will ever use in any movie. Like, he won't change it. If they yeah. ask him not to speak in his... He won't. I was going to say, it sounded affected to me, but... Uh, no, that's how he speaks. Yeah, that's just his voice. It's really weird. surprising. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he's doing a shtick. No, that's yeah. just that's no, just him. that's how he speaks. <laughs> wow. He yeah. plays the same, like, country hit character in basically every single movie he's in. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, I, you know, you look at, like, the fifth one, and you've got, uh, you know, like, their, their crew is really big, because they've got, obviously, uh, Han and Giselle, but then you also have the two... Uh, you know, not Mormon brothers. Um, we and know their religion. That's true. They could be Dominican <laughs> Mormons. We never know. Um, but like, you know, there's like a bunch of them in that one, and then it kind of gets pared down a little bit in the sixth one, and then again in this one. And so, especially with the Rock kind of sidelined for most Which of the movie. Which was the worst part of the movie. Like know. the yeah. whole time we were rewatching everything or the, watching for the first time for me. All I kept saying was, like, I thought The Rock was in this sooner. Like, everything's better with The Rock, which is not a sentence I thought I would have said ten years ago. But <laughs> since proved to be true. And then, what's one of the first things this movie does? Sidelines The Rock for the majority of the movie. I was just like, this they is but a really great getting back on yeah. it. Yeah, his intro was so amazing. I mean, like, him. Yeah, I mean, really yes, good. flexing to crack his cast open. <laughs> yeah. and Daddy's gotta go to him work. on a bed while he's watching, like, the 70s Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Kind of amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah and I, I like, again, like, whether or not these movies sort of take place in reality, it's like, okay, well, he like, got blown out of a window by an explosion, fell at least ten stories, probably mm -hmm. farther, and mm -hmm. landed on a car. It's like, yes, no, he should be... He should be fucked up for a little while. I like yeah. when they their response to him crashing out of the car, like dropping three stories, was to drag him out of the car and jostle him around as much <laughs> as possible, and then to cure him by the best homeopathic remedy, talking. Mm. Oh no, no, like, I was talking about the rock. At the oh, beginning. you're talking about the rock at the beginning. Yeah. Oh no, I'm talking about Vin Diesel at the end. I was like, you yeah. just 
and they're like, you need to breathe, you need to breathe. I'm like, he doesn't need to breathe. He needs, like, internal injuries. He, he is <laughs> he needs bleeding surgery. internally. Yeah. Yeah. All of his bones are broken, but then he was cured by He was talking. cured by the, the power, power of love. love. <laughs> it's like the Matrix. Matrix. I'm just saying, have you no, seen the Matrix? What did we just watch where there was about love, Jupiter ascending? Uh, yeah, probably. That wasn't about love. That was just Somebody. about nothing. Well, but also, real quick, I thought it was funny. Someone might have been Bart. When it turns out that Jason Statham is still alive, like, did a, like, oh, what? How could he I've still looked... be alive sort of thing? And I really wanted to lead over to you and be like, Vin Diesel is still alive, but you're shocked Jason Statham, but and they, like, fell no one, equally. No one no, loves no, Jason no, Statham. No, no, no the, so... reason, the reason being is that Jason Statham in this movie, while, yes, they try to make him out to be some huge badass, they also, they made him fight dirty. really dirty all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. You don't mess with another man's automobile. You don't <laughs> hurt his dog, and you don't. Hey, I and you saw don't give another man movie. swipe a fucking foot massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with another man's rhubarb. I saw the hurting the dog movie. Apparently, yeah. that rule doesn't stand. No. Yes, and we were in agreement for that one. That was uh, some bullshit. I, know, I think it's interesting. You know, I thought it was interesting that apparently uh, his brother from the sixth one is still alive, still too. Alive. Yeah. I don't even remember what happened to him at the end of the well, he, he, he got, burned in the plane. No, he didn't burn in the plane. He got thrown, he got kicked out of the the uh, cargo door. Sure like, the, the, the plane was, like, going along the runway, and he well, got, like, kicked out the back. Yeah, but, I mean, the plane was at, like, takeoff up. speed, and he went flying out well, on the runway. Like, he should have been... On, on the 18-mile yeah, runway on the, in, the infinite runway. Uh, but I feel like, now I feel like perhaps they're trying to set up, or at least the initial intention was to set up, like... The, Both of them? Yeah, the two Shaw brothers getting back together, which, by the way, the Ooh. Shaw brothers, as the villains, that might also be my favorite thing in this franchise, but, like, the two Shaw brothers, like, teaming up uh, in in the next one. Um, but, yeah, I think it deflates Statham a little bit if it's just sort of like, oh, he's in the hospital and he's injured and I guess he'll be fine or something. I don't know. I killed all the doctors, so maybe he won't be fine. But like, if he's dead, then it's like, yo, I'm here to avenge my brother. Cause you mm-hmm. fucking killed my, like that's, yeah. that that's a stronger motivation for Statham. It seems like a little bit of weak tea. It's like, you heard him. I'm going to kill you all. But, well, I, but Kurt Russell gets to come back too. Mm-hmm. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. I mean, I know that was, I, I, I remember hearing that originally that was sort of the intention was, yeah, he's going to have like a, supporting part in this and he you know the idea was to, br- to have him come back so would be charlie yeah that, dude i would love that i would love nothing more than that so we never actually started talking about the movie but now we're talking about the movie i know we did it, we, we just structure? sort of organically drifted into that so oh, oh did we drift we did oh. we did we, we hit the e-break daily <laughs> you can, can always ask, find like, me in the, the drift <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're drifting we are just compatible. That's can I ask true. A tacky question. You was, go right ahead. That was pretty tacky. Um, is there an eighth movie now? You know, are it's they a, continuing the franchise? Uh, it remains to be seen. I mean, there. Look, this thing is going to make money hand over fist. I mean, we're. It's really. It's. It's literally kicking off the summer blockbuster season. I mean. Oh my god, your mouth to God's ears. Can I just kick off summer? I know, right? Seriously. (laughs) Uh, I walked the dog last night with no jacket on, and I almost did cartwheels down the street. I was so excited. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie's certainly going to make enough money to justify them making another one. Um, I think it's going to be more a question of whether the cast wants to keep going without Paul Walker. Um, you know, Vin Diesel particularly. I mean, I think, honestly, I feel like in a big way this kind of falls into Vin Diesel's hands. Well, he is um, Mr. Alpha. 
It's true. He is he is Mr. Alpha, and you know she's Mrs. Alpha, which is also like a nice little bit of of you know telegraphing there, a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, um, she calls him Mrs. Alpha, nice. and then someone literally says they're not married, which is yeah, a great bit. Um, Period. Seven works on a lot of layers. It really yeah. does. You really gotta pay attention. It's like an onion. <laughs> you peel that thing back. <laughs> yep. It becomes an existential treatise. <laughs> well, okay. But here's the thing. Shrek. This, I mean, this really is like a. I mean, people. It, like I said, it is the the unexpected franchise. You know. I mean, and here's the level of the undiscovered. The franchise that yeah. Could. It, I mean, it really is like do you. We when we were watching the older ones, and said when the first one starts off, this is a mo- the first one is a movie about street racers stealing DVD players, and like this no, is where it's ended no, up. No, let's be real. They're VCR DVD combo units. Yeah, exactly. So like that's where this franchise started, and this is where it has this is where it has driving ended up. one of seven yeah. multi-million dollar. Say, yeah, like, in how many locations? If there's an eighth one. Buildings. Yeah, exactly. If there's an eighth one. How many places will they have to go? The, the in Antarctica. How many more movies till we till they end up on the moon? I mean, we talked about this with the sixth one, I think. But how many more till they end up, you know, Fast and Furious in space? Shooting um, a car out of you know a who, shuttle like that can see the curvature of the Earth. You know who please. needs to come in? Who needs to come in? Danny Trejo. Dude, I would be okay with Danny Trejo. He's already in space. Um, Danny Trejo. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Gabe, and like I said, I I was trying to be focused on the movie here, but uh, I I needed I needed to. <laughs> I need. I needed to share this with you. Uh, Danny Trejo gave an interview this week where he said, "Yeah, yeah, Robert Rodriguez and I we're we're definitely going to shoot Machete Kills in space." This yes. Year. I don't know if that's true or if that's reality, uh, but God, I hope so. Because holy shit, that's I fucking amazing. love that movie. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, but like here's here's where we end up. The thing that kind of blew my mind, like right at the beginning. So we saw this movie at the IMAX theater, and. Uh, they do their sort of traditional their their IMAX intro with the with the countdown, mm-hmm. um, except this one was all like tricked out. You yes, know, it had it like the speedometer on it, and it were like car vroom vroom sounds like underneath it, and and the the font of the text was like the font of the titles for Fast and Furious. It got its own special IMAX intro. The only other time I've seen that happen at an IMAX movie was for the fucking Wizard of Oz. Like that's the level of respect that that's where this franchise is at, where they're they're customizing the intro a la the Wizard of Oz, where they did it all in the sepia tone. So Daly says the Wizard of Oz, and then the tornado comes. Yeah, I was gonna say the wind just picked up, shaking down the whole house. Yeah, it's very windy outside um, today. According to James Gunn's Facebook page, uh, Furious Seven made sixty-seven million in one day and is among the top ten all-time opening Fridays. Oh, I totally believe that. So it was on track. Why is James Gunn? Yes, they will be making an eighth one because he's friends with Vin Diesel and he was congratulating. Oh, yeah, he's on. Oh, right. Yeah, they were on track to hit to cross like 135 mil. I wouldn't be surprised if it went hit at least 140. And what's his name? Hansu too. Yeah. They will, I think. Who was in this movie for what reason? Sort of I don't know. No, I don't know, but I love. He's got to be furious. I love Jimin Hansu as uh, like the the generic warlord. Yeah, yeah, the like generic side villain or like villain henchman. Like they they kind of tried to turn him into the last minute I, as like a more important villain or like the guy pulling the strings, but it's it doesn't like really the sponsoring villain. Yeah. He was like, Shaw, brought to you by. He's like this guy in all his army. He's not Moriarty. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the things that uh, I think is a little rough about this movie is uh, the 
the and and it's kind of a, throughout the most of the franchise the the villain is always been sort of the weakest element of these movies like there hasn't I honestly except I except for in the sixth one well I was gonna say I think the sixth one is the only one where you have a really strong like villain character and I don't even really love uh, Luke Evans all that much I think he's I think he's fine but what works about that villain is that like first of all it's like a central villain with a plan that like is at direct odds they have to bring him down or whatever but more importantly there's like a thematic conflict there where you know Vin Diesel and his crew they're all about family you know it's like oh we're a family were they not family I didn't I didn't catch that I that know, isn't, it's, it's a very subtle undertone that you should is... listen to the sixth podcast oh, okay. yeah. Daily, right. what you're saying is that the element that's traditionally been weakest in all of them is the story mm. uh, well no no, no, no you're not saying the villain not necessarily I'm hearing, like all plot elements and the writing well no no so like the fifth one uh which still might be the strongest of them, like, no, the as a movie. One. I think the sixth one's more entertaining, but the fifth one might be, like, the strongest movie, like, on the page. I because like it's just a... one more. Yeah, because it's... I have to see that the one fact again. that it's Ocean Village. The fifth one is, is just a heist movie. So, like, yeah, there's a bad guy. There's, like, a drug cartel guy. But it's not really about, like, bringing down the cartel guy. It's about getting his money. So, like... Like the important thing is like what they do to get the money. Just like okay, Andy Garcia is okay. Is he's pretty good in Ocean's Eleven, but like all he really has to do is like stand around and be a dick. So that's kind of what that guy does in in Fast Five. In Fast Six, it work. He, uh, Luke Evans works because you know while Vin Diesel's crew is all about the importance of of family and loyalty, he is literally the exact opposite of that. He is no no no. We're just a team, and when you have a bad part, you swap it out and you get a better part, and then the team works better. And that there's like there's no loyalty and there's no there's no family connection. Well, life is digital, man. I, it's analog. It's, yeah, it's, it's ones and zeros. Binary. binary. Yeah. It's... Well, so that was the thing that I thought was really interesting. Like I was expecting that to kind of. You know, turn. Is she on coming his head back? A Probably. Bit. I mean, yeah. Maybe I don't know. She'll be part of their team now as a hacker, so they don't really need that. No, well, they really don't. That's why they have she Ludacris. Gets, she gets to play off Ludacris. Yeah, she's a um, But I was, I was expecting the Statham element to kind of turn that theme a little bit. You know, because now all of a sudden it's about, well, you, you hurt my brother. I have to like revenge you. So then it's like, you know, I felt like there was, I was expecting there to be more of like a family revenge conflict you? thing. Like, I gotta revengeify. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, it just didn't, I, I didn't think that part really played. And I think part of it is because, you know, he gets kind of mixed up with Jimon Hansu and this fucking computer thing, which at first works as like, oh, he wants, you know, Vin Diesel and his guys, they got to get this computer thing, this, this God's eye as a means to an end. We get this thing and then we can find Jason Statham and we can take him down. Um, but then it's like, no, now they're kind of working together. And why does Jimon Hansu give a shit about Vin Diesel? Like, it, like... The the villain half of the movie I think gets a little a little diluted, um, and none of those conflicts really feel really strong except for Statham and and Diesel. Like I well, just want to see Statham and Diesel. I, I think that's probably a byproduct of the rewriting that had to happen. Yeah, and it might be. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I think th that's the other thing I'll say is that I think uh, this movie does a really good job, um, sort of writing around shooting around uh paul walker um which is you know to say i don't know what their original script looked like or what their original intention was um but i, I think and you know jenna you asked like right as the movie was ending it's like oh so that was definitely not him on the beach right no. um and that's def it's definitely that not couldn't have been. that had to be his brother yeah, yeah no it just it, was so much of like his son's 
head yeah. in his yeah. face. Yeah, and exactly. the parts of him that you could see, you could tell, weren't really him. I mean, yeah. it's his brother who does look very much like him, so it's a close enough yeah, match. Yeah, maybe he actually but you two tell it, yeah, has, yeah. You can tell it's also, not him. Like, you could see all of the actors. There was this big, like, he's not going to be okay. Yeah, you yeah. can tell that was... No, they definitely must have rewritten that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I think that's definitely, like, a scene where there's that's their goodbye this to Paul Walker. meant to be. But I think, I don't think he's, I think he's gone way sooner than that. I think his whole little subplot in the finale uh, where he's got to get up to that building and plug his phone into the antenna to the radio tower or whatever so they can finish hacking, like, I think that was all added because I don't think well, but, that's him in that whole fight scene. That that last well, fight scene with Tony Jaa. Maybe they hadn't covered the fight scene, but him plugging the phone in and him shouting, like, too slow down, that was all him. That had to have been him. I, it was unless it's like the world's best digital composite and the world's best like voice dubbing. I, but that seemed like those th- scenes were both him. That that shot might have been him, but I don't. Th- most of that action scene again, like they're shooting around his face, like that when well, he's that chasing him through the it's building. A stunt no, I don't think because you would have you would have had. Yeah, you would have had of a stunt double, but you also would have had uh, some close-ups of Paul Walker. Like, that's a classic. Like, yeah, you have the stunt double doing stuff, but then you end up with some close-ups of him so that you see that he's really in there and doing oh, stuff. I think I think they had him for at least parts of that. Maybe yeah, not they the may fight, have, That's but... the thing. They may have had parts, some shots, and they may, he may have, that last shot, that too slow, that might have been him. But I think that whole sequence is, uh, is his brother and some digital face painting, uh, I, social I feel network like style. it's... I don't have a good word. Like, it's not lucky. It's not interesting. But it's just, this is the second movie recently, the other being Mockingjay, where you went into it knowing that an actor had died partway through mm-hmm. filming and that they had kind of said they were trying to figure out ways to cover and yeah. whether that was going to be digital or stand-in or what, but that they did still need him for stuff and they were going to have to cover. And then at the end of both movies, it felt like they hadn't lacked anything. Like, it, they had, based on what they were saying about, oh my god, how are we going to finish this movie, I went into both movies thinking, like, there were going to be some seriously obvious gaps. Yeah. And then it didn't seem like there were at all. Like, for both of them, it seemed like they had Hoffman and they had Walker for, like, the vast majority of what they needed him for. So that timing, at least, especially when you shoot a movie out of order, yeah. you think that especially at the beginning there are going to be gaps, like stuff in the beginning that they never got to. Um, but there didn't seem to be. Like, no, it was I, pretty seamless I, with both films. I agree, uh, and I kept uh, I, like it didn't even really occur to me until about halfway through, and I sort of started thinking to myself like, was there like I haven't really been thinking about it just because I was like into the movie, so I wasn't really keeping an eye out for it. But oh, I was, I was constantly, yeah, I was like, oh god, is he gonna, like, are they gonna kill are they? him in this scene? Are they gonna kill him in this scene? Yeah, are they gonna kill? and then and then at the end when. He was fine, and I thought they were going to kill Vin Diesel. I was like, "Holy shit!" Well, see, that's, that's like the weirdest twist on real, like, yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't know if I'm okay with that. See, I was going to say I want to talk about that because for me, like, I, that none of that scene rang. I, I thought there was no possible way they were going to kill Vin Diesel. Like, I know they they frame it, and you like they they really do frame it for a second, like he's already dead for a minute. That you actually thought like they they were all just going to say, "Well, he's dead," and that's it. Uh, before like, you know, is that before what? Michelle Rodriguez brought him back with the power of love, I thought he was actually dead. But he'd been all like, "I'm ready to meet my maker." Like I, I thought that they were gonna yeah. kill him off. Maybe, like, maybe it was like a Leo McGarry thing. That's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Where, where it's like once Paul Walker. I, well, no, 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 no. They just there were some because you know John Spencer died in real life. Yes. But so they made some changes to how they were gonna end West Wing because they didn't. Oh, they okay. didn't. Not having to do just that with he died, they just didn't want it to be the double punch on the viewers of like, 
first you're dealing with the fact that, you know, John Spencer is dead mm-hmm. and then the show ends in X way. Yeah. You know, they thought it would all be too difficult for the viewers, so they changed it. Yeah. So I'm saying maybe mm. they were going to have Vin Diesel's character die until Paul Walker died in real life. And then they were like, that's too much. We can't have the fans going in knowing that there will be no more Paul Walker because he died in real life. No more Brian O'Connor. And then have... Dominic died yeah, too. Maybe, you know, like that's not, it's I, too much. I don't think so only because uh, Paul Walker is definitely in those scenes where he comes back to life and he's like, oh, and he comes over and says, oh, thank God you're still okay and whatnot. So. True, true. So I think, I think he was always going to have the like fake out death, the like he's dead, but no, he's, we bring Which him back to the power of love. of this franchise. Yeah, no. It's a very liberal definition of alive and dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't think Han Solo's coming back in the next I know, movie? I, I, I mean, think they come back so badly when I saw his name in the opening credits, I thought maybe he was coming back because yeah. I like him so much. But I give the, I, I like thought, that. So I was like, everyone else comes back, Han can come back, and then I saw his name in the opening credits, I got so happy. I like that. And Giselle. Yeah, I know, and the other I woman. Like the two of them. She, she gets in the opening credits just for having a photo, just for a photograph, basically. Basically, which I think is great. Family, I know. No, no, I, I love it. I absolutely love your it. Family. You guys, <laughs> you guys know that your family. That's true. No, but yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. You and you know, you saying, "Oh, well, is there going to be another one?" It's like, well, there's no way Vin Diesel's. Go- they're going to kill Vin Diesel and then literally well, write out the two stars of the movie. I thought you know? what, they, like, what I thought they might do is if. I mean, I never expect them to deal with Paul Walker's death by killing Vin Diesel. But I was like, if they do, and yeah. they just end the whole thing. Yeah. Period. Well, yeah, Seven that would, I mean, end. that would be the end of it. Yeah, I mean, that would be them saying, we're not making any more of these movies without Paul Walker, and we're definitively saying it right now. Like, yeah. that would be, that would be a big statement. But I think the symbolism of the cars going in two different directions was them kind was of saying, really like, nice. are, it was very nice, but I think it's also their way of saying, like, we will continue without him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, dude, that... Fucking scene got to me a little, man. Oh, I know. Daily cry. Daily cry. I had a little I single saw, tear. I saw the hand go up to wipe the so tears away. So did I. I was. I, I got emotional, man. It was a little. It was a little. There are now. There are now two movies in which I have cried in the theater. One is Furious Seven, and the other is the fucking Muppets. Like I. Oh, the Muppet movie. The, yeah. The the, the first Muppet no, movie. No, no, the recent the one with one? Jason Segel. Oh, I haven't there's, seen that. There's one, one moment, uh, like about a third of the way into the movie, where. Uh, Kermit sings. It's a very sad song. Yeah, like the whole point is that the Muppets have all gone their separate ways and they haven't seen each other in like years, and so Kermit sings a whole song about how much he misses everyone and how he just would like love to get back together with everybody. Oh, that would kill me. And it's really well, sad. but here's the thing: like, damn you, when, Jason Siegel. <laughs> when he sings Rainbow Connection at the beginning of the first one, that fucking gets me. Oh no, no. But here's the thing: here's what gets me though. It's not. It's not. Stop. The, it's, Stop. <laughs> You're the worst. It's not the sad song about how much he misses everyone that gets me. It's that immediately after that song is over, he goes back into a scene with Amy Adams and Jason Statham. Jason and Jason Statham. See, I knew I was going to say that too. This is like I want to watch that. The multiverse. Kermit the Frog. You don't know me. You're about to. God, I hope so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like a frog, yes. Uh, No, so he uh, he goes back into this scene, and uh, they're like trying to convince him. He's like, I don't know if I could do it. And Jason Siegel just says, Come on, Kermit, it's time to play the music. And Amy Adams says, It's time to light the lights. And then he just like sadly plinks out like the rest of the notes on a piano, like dun 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 dun, and like. 
every time he plays those like four notes on the piano, I just lose it. I can't explain it. I did it on a fucking airplane once. It was ridiculous. I have one of those moments. It's Royal Tenenbaums at the yes. very end. Yes, I know. Ugh. Is it when he, he says, I've had a, doing so well, Dad? Yes, I've had a hard year, Dad. Yeah, I just yeah. lose it every I can't time. help it. Oh, God. And we've, yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast yeah, no, before. I, everybody knows Holy that shit. One. Um, we'll so, talk about the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, let's talk you about. We want to talk about how far the franchise has come. Like it's making Daily cry. Uh, I know. In the same it's an emo- the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of emotional resonance. Well, so, so you mentioned the the transport thing, and I I mentioned this to you, uh, I think last night or the night before. Um, that yeah, we when the Jason Statham like post-credit scene came on uh, at the end of the sixth one like initially the rumor was like he was going to be playing the transporter character um, and this was going to be like a big crossover which like that was the original intention for that character was, uh, it? was for the transporter character to just show up in other movies like Jason Statham is in the beginning of Collateral where he just like hands Tom Cruise a briefcase oh, and yeah. walks off yeah. like and he doesn't have a character doesn't come back he, I don't even think he really says anything but like that is also supposed to be the transporter character and that was kind of this half-baked idea that he would just show up in other people's movies, basically. I like that um, idea very much. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that kind of, like, I kind of want to see that. Um, but uh, I, and I mentioned this to Jeff a couple weeks ago, but uh, I learned recently that the Han character is actually a crossover character mm-hmm. from Justin Lin's first movie, uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, which is about, like, uh, Asian uh, high schoolers in California um, that kind of, like, you know, Low they level yeah, exactly. Like, like they st- burgeoning criminals. Yeah, they start off as like uh, they're making cheat sheets for tests, and eventually they're dealing drugs, and they've all got guns and like whatever. Um, but uh, uh, Sung Kang is in that movie as a guy named Han, and he like has a cool car, and he chain smokes, um, and and then at the end of the movie, he like his cousin gets killed, and he just sort of like disappears a little bit, um, and when he when Justin Justin Lin took over, he did uh, directed. Tokyo Drift and four, five, and six. So when he did Tokyo Drift, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I, I really love Sung Kang. I want to put him in this movie, and we're gonna make him Han. We're gonna make him the same character huh. who just ended up in Tokyo, which is why he, uh, throughout the Fast and Furious movies, he's just constantly snacking. He's like always got like a bag of chips, and he's constantly eating food. And no, one, that, that's Tyrese. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and, and at one point Giselle even I was gonna say, yeah. Giselle even says to him at one point because Daly was saying that apparently it's because the Fast and Furious movies are PG thirteen, so they so can't they, smoke on they camera. They wouldn't let him chain smoke, so instead he was like, oh. "You're just gonna eat constantly." And then it's not until like six, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or no, it's five because it's in Brazil still. Um, Giselle says to him like, "When did you quit smoking?" And he's like, "What do you? How do you know?" Or something. He's like, "Oh, the way you always have your hands moving and the way you're constantly eating. I figure you were at least a two pack a day man." Yeah. Hmm. Which is, oh, I actually watched that movie recently, too, which I, I had seen originally, like, I saw it when it came out, and I hadn't seen it since then, but it was pretty good. But it's, like, like that also, that's another, like, really weird crossover thing that I also kind of love, because it also makes, you know, that Han character, like, infinitely more interesting uh, when you, uh, and Jeff, this is one of those things that you're missing out on from... Uh, Tokyo Drift is that uh, you're missing so much. I know. You. Well, really, all you're missing is Sonny Chiba and more Han time. And Han's Sonny awesome, Chiba's so. in it. Sonny Chiba is in Tokyo Drift. Yes, as like a uh, yakuza boss, which is great. Well, he would. He has like four he? scenes. They're great. Um, but he at one point Lucas Black. He's asked not. Him, he's not playing. No, sadly, he is not playing Tori Hanzo. I wish uh, he was because that would have just been. Like, I know. It's, it's like, dear Sony, you want to build a unified universe yeah. with Spider-Man? <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah. Like, 
Um, but he, uh, uh, Han has like a whole, he has a scene with Lucas Black where he asks him like, you know, what are you, like, why are you in Tokyo? Like, or how did you end up here? And he's, well, partner, I'm in Tokyo to race cars. Well, no, no drift cars. It's oh, interesting sorry. that you, okay, you use like the cowboy act because he says like, you know, all those Western movies, like, to, you know, the cowboy like runs off into the sunset at the end, like Tokyo is my Mexico. Like this is the place where I like it was always my sort of like last destination. If I have nowhere to go, like that's where I want to sort of go off into the sunset, which like informs, uh, you know, what happens in five and six, like all that much more. Um, Actually, it's three and six. Well, no, 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 like uh, six where it's like he, you know, he loses the girl and then he's like, well, where are you going to go? He's like, well, I don't know. I guess I'm going to go to Tokyo. We always talk about going to Tokyo. And then he just like has this thing in Tokyo and then that's where he dies. Like that's where all the old it's cowboys so go to die, right? They, they all go off and die in Mexico. I know. Well, he's, he's awesome, right? I know you do. <laughs> he's still alive. Except they buried him. Like, he specifically said... Hey, bury Jason Statham under fucking concrete, and he's just, like, <laughs> strutting down. He's like, you know this won't hold me. Also, they, also, they, though, they, they also buried Michelle Rodriguez three movies yeah, ago. Yeah, now we get they really old They didn't take him out of fast. that bar thing. I was like, how is he going to do anything? Like, go to the bathroom. They didn't take the bar handcuffs off him. His hands are, like, perpetually six inches apart now. Yep, that's true. That's, that's the what happens when you go to prison. Yeah. Wipe. Yeah. <laughs> he can't do anything. Oh, the wiping. Uh, <laughs> why, why? Why are we there? But no, I think one of the biggest, like, and again, maybe it was rewrites or whatever, but one of the biggest hurdles of this movie was that it suffers from, like, and now in movie D syndrome, like, it's yeah. just constantly flipping back between completely disparate plots, and it's like, oh, they're still fighting. They were okay. on the roof for a oh, long yeah. time. I was going to say that. All that right, the, and now in movie C, these that, people are doing this other thing. Yeah, that if I, I mean, I feel like, this movie is critic proof in a way. Like I, I, I feel yeah, like I, I feel like weird even getting critical about it. But it was the editing more than anything that yeah. that I think is deserving of, of criticism. Was is yeah the the cross cutting. I think when you stop a fight in the middle of like you know a punch and then go to another plot For line, like thing happens. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was like ten minutes. It kills any momentum that fight has. Yeah, I agree. And I think too the, just the way the the fights were shot too. I think so close and so. Dizzying, yeah. you can't get a purchase on any, and like the turning camera. The yeah. Oh my like god! Oh my god! On yeah. the phone, the phone spinning camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to be sick. So, um, so yeah, I would say that that's my my biggest critique. And it's interesting because I don't know. You should certainly subscribe to this if you don't know about it already. There's a, a guy on YouTube who makes. Uh, various uh, video essays on film techniques mm -hmm. and different movies, and it's, I think it's oh, called did he... Every Frame of Painting. Yeah, I think so. He did, like, the uh, Edgar Wright as the master yes, of, of, like, oh, visual, that. visual comedy. Yeah, and yeah. he did the whole thing on Jerry Bruckheimer yep. or on uh, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. yeah. But he, I just watched one this week that he did about Jackie Chan, and it oh, was yeah. so, so good. I'd highly recommend it, I'll because that, he yeah. talks about how Jackie Chan sets up all of his fight scenes as oneers, basically, so mm -hmm. that you can see the, the, yeah, the you can see what's going on, and and that just works. It works as comedy, it works as action, it yep. works so much better. Absolutely, and I, the whole time all, any fight scene was going on, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, this would play so much better if you just took a breath, paused, and let it play at least yeah. partially as a oneer, yeah. and then get close up. You get a little bit things. of it because uh, you have some actual like legit fighters in this movie. You mm -hmm. have Tony Jaa, who is like he, yeah. he's, he's legit, and Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey who yeah. like man I continue to load. Yeah, she is so bad. Stop trying to make her happen. I I'm know. glad she can fight, but she can't. 
No, she's she has literally anything. three lines of dialogue in this movie, no, and I don't believe any awful. of them. And it was the same in the Expendables. I know, which is ah. only slightly more than Iggy Azalea. <laughs> but like, it, it makes, she actually makes uh, uh, what's her face look amazing. Um, from no, no, the, the MMA from who chick from the sixth one? Uh, Clifton Collins Jr. No, not Clifton <laughs> Collins Jr. I can't believe I'm blanking on her fucking name right now. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. That's what it is. I knew there was, yeah, there, yeah. Um, but still, even in she those She makes Gina Carano look amazing, by the way, yeah. It, Who's, even, she's not very good, either. Even in those scenes with, with her, with Ronda Rousey, I yeah. still feel like the, the visual vocabulary also, is pretty much the same. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you've got real fighters, but it's like, still not really... You keep, you keep, like, I kept and why mentioning... hire a fighter if you're not going to get to watch the fight? Them fight. Yeah, exactly. I kept comparing it to just like other movies in my head where we've watched these, especially when it's two women fighting, because you don't get that a lot and have it actually be good. And yeah. Like, even TV has done this a thousand times better. Like, Battlestar Galactica did this a thousand oh, times yeah. better. Yeah. Like, let me see them actually fight. Mm. You don't give your women a lot to do. I know. And mm-hmm. when you do have a cool woman, you cook, kill her off, or you make her lose her memory or something like that you just shunt the or you make them pregnant for eternity (laughs) so it's like you actually have two women doing something cool let me see it um i speaking of fight scenes um i have to point out so there's that that initial fight scene with jason statham and the rock um i don't know if anybody else caught this but there's a there's a a, literally like a close-up shot where statham punches the rock directly in the nuts he punches yeah. him yep. straight point blank in the balls, oh, yeah. and the Rock doesn't flinch. He doesn't. He doesn't react in well, any way. He has I, balls well, of steel. Yeah, or he's a eunuch. Jason like, <laughs> well, I would believe both. Of them. I would believe wall. both of those things. Did you see how huge he is? Yeah. I would absolutely believe that he's got nothing left. I absolutely. love this scene where he falls out the window with Elsa Pataki, and they're both laying on the car, and it's like giant rock tight. Elsa Pataki just like cradled up against the rock, like mm. safe and secure. And what in God's name did they do to her hair? Holy God, that was oh, yeah. oh no, I thought it was a ter- like it's like really short of, and jagged, but also dyed why, weird. No, but that's part of actually why I didn't recognize her in her first appearance because I'm used to her looking like that because that's how she's looked in real life for years. What do you know her from else other than that? Being Kristen's ex-wife. I don't know such things. But so I don't know her outside of the. But so I'm used to her with the short, choppy blonde hair. So when I saw her name pop up in the opening credits, and then I saw her, I was like, "Holy crap, that was her before!" I never recognized her because I wasn't used to her with the long Uh, hair. I've never. I only know her from Fast and Furious movies, and it's just it's. I almost didn't recognize her for a second. I was like, "Wow, what is what is that fucking haircut that they gave her? It's so weird." Um, she should be bald. I mean, that is that is the requirement. <laughs> she can be the next bald action hero. That this yeah. this is next... turning into THX 1138. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. this is going. The next, I mean, it's who's it going to be? Kingsley? I've got. I hope that'd Captain be amazing. Picard? Like, I mean, did you hear that Helen Mirren wants to be? Yes, yes, yes. Helen amazing. Mirren. Helen, Helen Mirren wants she's to like, be. I want to be the best. She wants to be the next Fast and Furious movie, and she wants to be a driver. Like she's yeah. like, I've done my own driving before. Like she really loved doing the red movies. Really? I think she was on Top Gear once. Yeah, and she like, did well. Yeah, yeah, and she like did she's pretty so well. She really, really yeah, wants. Oh, dude. Can we and I think get... she wants to bone Vin Diesel. Oh, oh like... she totally wants to bone Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin... Also, Vin Diesel, totally not into it, by the way. Vin, uh, Di- she, Vin Diesel, mm, he's not interested. Oh, right. What? They're not in thongs with skirts that don't cover them? Vin Diesel's not interested? No, he's not interested if they don't have a penis. Well, mm. no, okay. I thought you meant just, like, in terms of the movie. That's just a rumor, dog. <laughs> 
Uh, he's not. He's not into the lady bits. I don't. I don't think Vin Diesel's into the lady bits. I think he's smooth down there like Ken. So that explains a lot about Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez's complete lack of chemistry. Yeah, this maybe. Entire well, yeah. Um, also, let's talk about that part where Vin Diesel lifts a car. <laughs> that was awesome. That, that is was foreshadowed by the Hulk. I know. <laughs> it was it's just like very intertextual. Yeah, you know, I love it. Totally just, there's layers yeah, here. It's it's nothing. They're just like, we gotta go to this car. He just goes, <laughs> and he just lifts the fucking thing. It's Which, like it's, how low to the ground is that car that Paul Walker can't get under it in the first place? Like, oh, they're pretty low. He can't reach an arm under it. No, they're pretty low. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's, also, it's... also, can we just go back to the fact that apparently you could rip straight through the inside of the car to get to that thing, which instead, and instead, they decided to lift up the car. Like, once you find out that you could get that chip from the inside of the car, why was that not their first option? I don't think Vin Diesel worlds. wanted to lift the car. Yeah, exactly. It was in his contract. You gotta have the part with Vin Diesel's car. It's like that scene in Hercules where the rock throws a horse. I mean, got, I mean come on. That was amazing. <laughs> That's most of what I have to say about this, I what? think. What? No. No, no, no. <laughs> what? How do you not have anything about the fucking planes and the cars? Oh, thank you. Jesus. And, the and the Burj Khalifa. And the cars, yeah. And thank you. Okay. No, no, no. That's, that's absolutely fair. And so Tyrese being completely those, useless in every imaginable way. That sold this movie for me. We were, okay, we, and we talked about this a little bit outside the theater, uh, that, you know, I think one of the... Uh, you were asking Jeff, you were asking, like, okay, so how does this stack up for you with the rest of them? And it's tough because, like I said earlier, I think the fifth one might be the best one, like, on paper. Like, sort of, if you were just looking at it irrespective of all the rest of the movies in the franchise, I think the fifth one's probably the strongest, like, standalone movie. And I enjoyed the fifth one. Yeah. So. Um, this one has, you know, it's got that real-life, uh, you know, emotional weight to it that comes with the death of Paul Walker. Um, but... You know, the we're thinking about like the finales. Like the fifth movie has a great finale where they drag the safe through the streets of Rio and they fuck up a million cop cars. And then the sixth one has both the the chase scene with the tank on the highway mm -hmm. where Vin Diesel catches Michelle Rodriguez in midair, which is amazing. Holy shit, he caught him! Yeah, and then on top of that, you have the the thing with the plane on the infinite battle on the infinite runway, uh, which is easily the best finale of any of these movies and most movies in life. Um, I think this finale is a little underwhelming. No, they destroyed everything. Well, yeah, but it's, you know what it they, is? They broke this LA. Is some, this is some Man of Steel level, like, you know, <laughs> they, collateral damage yeah, that's, that's where, going where on. Where was the announcement saying, and no fatalities <laughs> the last one? Well, yeah, you needed the, like, yeah, it, it made it very, it, it absolutely made sense. It was like, oh, the military's here. It's like, oh, of course the military's here. You're flying You're a fucking missile Los drone Angeles. around Los Angeles. Yeah. But it's, I think it's like, it's a little spread out. Like, you've got Vin Diesel fist fighting uh, Jason Siegel, Jason Statham over here. Um, Again, and then, I would watch that movie yeah, I know, in the right? multiverse. <laughs> um, and then, but then you've just got, like, the other guys are just sort of like, they're driving in circles a little bit, and they're pass passing the girl between the cars is kind of fun. But then Paul Walker's doing his own thing, or Paul Walker's brother is doing his own thing over in this other building. Like, it's a little... I don't dispute here. I'm yeah. going to make maybe a larger argument here not necessarily just applying to this movie i don't dispute anything that you just said about this finale and about the superiority of the other finales yeah 
but I will say I think finales are kind of overrated, especially sure. in modern action spectacle movies, because they all kind of end the same way, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is why... Except for I, Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. But in any case, I, I think, you know, finales are overrated, and when I think of my favorite, like, action sequences in a lot of movies, they're not the finales. Yeah, like my favorite earlier, yeah. My favorite action sequence in, in one of my favorites... Let's just be honest, one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Absolutely. Yes! <laughs> oh, They're having a moment. Now. I haven't seen it yet, don't ruin it. Oh, I won't. It's so uh, well, good. I won't because it's oh, not it's the finale. So yeah. It's, it's everything that happens in the Burj Khalifa yeah. with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And so, and I can I could say that of any other movie. I mean, God, go back to North by Northwest. My, it's not the finale on on the you know Rushmore, mo- yeah. on the yeah the monument. It's you know it's it's, it's the plane. Yeah, and absolutely. It's the rock. It, yeah. And uh, then when they break. San Francisco. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, the rock. You yeah. said the rock, and I'm like, <laughs> oh no, 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 the other rock, the other rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. The rock. So, so yeah, anyway, no. my point is that I don't know if that's necessarily a great metric by which to evaluate the movie. No, you're is, totally right. And so that's you're why totally right. this movie worked for me because again, it embraced the inherent unreality of it all and, yeah. and just went for it in, in a way that was sort of gleeful and hilarious and and so that's why I love the, the cars coming out of the, the, the cars plane out of the airplane and, and crashing the cars through the, the towers like that was all just Absolutely. so much fun. No, those sequences are incredible and they, for, for the record... I wonder how Jason Statham got on the road then because they made this whole big deal about how it's impossible to get on that road. Oh, he well, just drove there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't so that it, it wasn't that it was impossible to get on that road it was that it was impossible to get there at the point that they wanted to intercept them so it was like he just drove in to get them at a later point, not knowing they were going to be there or whatever, you know. So sure, um, I don't think it matters. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, I, the the cars out of the the cars out of the plane is amazing. Yeah, um, and they, I'm I'm a little sad that that was in the trailer though. I, I, know. I feel like. If they could have maintained a little bit of the mystery there, it would have played even better. I agree. It still plays really well. Especially with that setup where they're all just, like, sitting in the dark. Yeah, that's a great touch. staged very well, yeah. There's editing that works. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And they did actually drop those planes out out of... It dropped those cars looked, out of a plane. It looked good. Like the most, that's the thing about this franchise is, for the most part, most of these car stunts are done practically. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, generally speaking, rely very little on like CG car stunts. Um, they literally drop cars out of planes. That's fucking amazing. That like, how amazing. many movies get to do that kind of shit, right? No, no. Um, I mean, I think that you know, the car through the towers, that's some CG stuff. But you know, that's that's fine. But even yeah, that looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but it looks great. It looks really great until until the car towers. hits the ground yeah. and that looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was rough. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I at one point. Around like the third or fourth ladies with no paint scene, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably around the party where they were painting gold. Uh-huh. I leaned over to Daly and I was like, "I'm only ever watching Mission Impossible movies from now on <laughs> yeah. because we've been watching so Bond we've been movies. watching the Bond movies because I've never really seen oh, them. Oh, that's where and I wanted so, you to go. Well, no, but so we're starting with the old ones and. We're going we in were, order, We yeah. were saying that, like, maybe it's different if you, like, have a nostalgic attachment to them, but trying to watch them for the first time when you're, like, 30-something, it's really hard to... I understand that they were made in a certain time, but all it does is depress me that this was an actual time that existed, because it's really hard for me to watch them without just getting, like, boiling mad Your the whole time or entire, world, yeah. entire time we're watching them. So I've decided I hate them. 
And so then, like, most of the time that I'm watching Fast and Furious, I'm getting very annoyed for the same reasons. And because I had been saying before, I'm like, why are we still making Bond movies when there are Mission Impossible movies? Like, Mm -hmm. the Mission Impossible movies are succeeding in every way that so far all of these Bond movies are failing for me. So, yeah, around the gold-painted girls wearing no pants, I was just like, I just only ever want to watch Mission Impossible movies from now on. At the same moment, I leaned over over to Daily and I said, oh, I've seen Goldfinger. They're all going to (laughs) die. Yes, exactly. So that's the Goldfinger is Goldfinger's our next one. I haven't watched that's that it. one yet. Now we're, that's not a bigger deal, but we're, we're that's our next one up. We're gonna watch well, Goldfinger. That one, that one may infuriate you less. Yeah, I've seen Goldfinger. Sure? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. There's some, and they're the well, Bond girl. Uh, uh, is, is, as I said, she's awesome, but she has the name that's gonna. She's well, yeah, got the worst I name. Well, no, the worst name, but with the best character. She has the horrible name, and I was like, oh god, is it Octo or Galore? Because like it's Galore. It's Galore. Yeah, but she's awesome. But she, if you. Can somehow, she... if you can dissociate that, yeah, she's, the name. She's yeah. one of the she... best Bond girls. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Yeah. So we're so Jamie. We... Is she actually Jamie? awesome? Jamie? Or is she awesome in the terrible context? Jamie, in which no, she has been she's... placed. Jamie, she's competent. Yes. Oh hey! Yeah. yeah. But um, is she competent in a way that never gets belittled, dis- diminished, or dismissed? Except for her name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so constantly then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so we've been doing uh, trying to pair cocktails with. Yes. Uh, so I figured and I will be coming over for some of these. Go so, Schlager. Well, no, no, no. So I figured go the other way. Uh, uh, the, well, you want it to be kind of not good, right? I don't, I don't the finale is at uh, Fort Knox. I don't Knox. live in Texas anymore, yes. Bart. I'm not in high school. I'm That's not true. drinking Goldschlager. Gold <laughs> uh, though the finale's in the finale's in Fort Knox, so I figured a little Kentucky bourbon. We'll oh, do, uh, yeah. do a little That's whiskey sour. Do a little whiskey sour. Which is what I like. Thank yes. you, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ja- Jamie finally found a whiskey drink that she'll drink, so we need to keep sour sour mix in no, the house those now. Those were great. Yeah. Anyway. We've made the James Bond comparison now. Um, like, what is? The, the fifth movie is like a heist movie. The fourth movie is like a cops and robbers movie. The fifth movie is like a heist movie. The sixth one is like I always think of it as kind of like an Avengers type movie. You've got yeah, like the, the you've got like the the superhero team and then like the villain team that are all like you know evil doppelgangers for the heroes. Honestly, this to me felt like a Mission Impossible movie because yeah, I mean, if, because there's a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants the MacGuffin. Yep. And we're going to go world trot around and and try to find it and yeah. there's a lot more emphasis on these big stunty things yep. that only, you know, IMF would pull off. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So to me this is the Mission Impossible movie of the the Fast there's and Furious. There's a Mr. Nobody. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels yeah, it's the it's it's totally I, I agree. And I think it's, it's Kurt like, Russell. I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I can't believe we've gone this far without talking about Kurt fucking Russell. Snake. I know. I know. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think it it is like the globetrotting spy movie. Um mm-hmm. Uh, more it, so than because you were selling me on that with the sixth one, and I think that this yeah. is way yeah no this more, one is way more because that, that one yeah. is localized in London. This one really is a globe trotting yeah, you, know, yeah. you know adventure. Well, so. and I think you know in the fifth one in the or the fourth one and the sixth one I don't know in a bunch of them they kind of like they use car knowledge and car skills to like like there's the scene where Vin Diesel does his mentalist thing with yes. the with the tire tracks oh, one of my favorite recreate the crime scenes, scenes in the entire series I know not very well if you didn't realize she got blown out and not died I know true um, a bad mentalist and then uh, in the sixth <laughs> one there's that scene where like they, they after their like first encounter with the bad guys who have those like little wedge cars and they just like go around the table like whoa 
oh, it's got like custom tuning and oh, this kind of suspension and oh, we can only do that in a couple of. And they're like, oh, they're using their like car knowledge to like diagnose the situation and like come up with leads or whatever. You don't really get any of that in this one. I mean, like they're using cars to pull off their missions basically, Mm -hmm. but it's not like. Mm-hmm. Aside from there's like the one little kind of throwaway where Vin Diesel's like, well, they're not killers, they're car they're racers, drivers. so they're drivers. I'm gonna like, I gotta go with you to take down the guy. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, it feels it feels very much like the, the yeah, like the IMF, the the, mm-hmm. the spy team thing yes. going on. Yeah, um, and, I, and I and I fucking love it. I you know? know, but I kind of just want to watch Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like. That so good. that does it better, and I can't it, wait for the next one. I know. Speaking of, be so good. of story, that's this summer too. That's coming out in like June or July, I think. My my gripe with the other movies was, I mean, I, not that I should be necessarily paying attention to this, but it was the the story. It was always bloated. You yeah, know, which we talked yeah, about. Yeah, those Jamie movies and I. should not be over two hours, and no, yet they, they all are. And they feel longer they than two feel hours. So <laughs> much longer. Yeah, they, they feel do. like you're closing in on three by yeah, the time it actually they do. ends. So there's that. There's the bloatedness, which is uh, I don't know what that's a product of necessarily, but but then the stories themselves seem hard, like there's there's not a plot in that one thing leads to another. It's like we have different sections and we we edit them together as one movie. <laughs> Little set Where, pieces. Whereas yeah. this movie. Despite all the stuff with Jaimon Hansu, which I'm much more sad that they underutilized him rather yeah, than his yeah. role per se. No, I agree. I'd say at least has a slightly more coherent plot. Like yeah. I was with them every step of the way with this one, where I was not in, in some of the other movies. No, I agree. I, the plot's a lot easier to follow. Like I, I just I think that the like I said, I think the plot works. I think it's like the villain side. Like the villains don't have like clear enough defined roles mm-hmm. or like or desires. There's like yeah, well you know Jason Statham wants to kill everyone but he just kind of like disappears and he shows just up shows up he has yeah. a teleporter yeah like he doesn't you don't feel like he has any any goal other than I'm gonna kill these guys and mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna like randomly show up wherever they are in an attempt to kill them and usually just sort of like take a couple shots and then get waylaid or something um, There's something interesting though about his implacability. Yeah, that, the fact that he almost is completely devoid of personality or, mm. or anything, and that yeah. he just kind of keeps coming like a Terminator. Right. So that I mean, I don't, I don't think he's a great villain here at all. But I'm just saying, if no, it wasn't if, Jason Statham, no, you yeah. wouldn't give a shit. If That's there's true. a yeah. Terminator in this movie, it's Kurt Russell. When he puts his <laughs> his sunglasses night vision goggles <laughs> yeah. on, and he just Which, fucking kills everybody like Robocop in yes, that scene I laughed so hard because yeah he's in a it's nighttime and they're in a dark warehouse and like all his his like number two guy gets shot and so he immediately he just like stops and puts on sunglasses and I was like are you fucking serious is mm-hmm. this like a, I'm gonna go out looking like a badass like just like I'm gonna look cool and wear yeah. sunglasses but then no he flips a little switch night vision and yeah. I, I, I almost jumped out of my chair no that I was, was so happy. that was excellent Oh, I remember though. My whole point in bringing up the plot was that I think that's something that the Mission Impossible movies do much better. Is is you know again in their absurd plots. Yeah. But they're at least plots that that feel you know thought through. Yeah, you know? totally. And so and that's that's another reason why it just kind of makes me want to watch I'm very those protocols. Ex- I'm very excited so. for the for the next one. Uh, yeah. It's Chris McQuarrie too. And yeah. I, I which, think he does really good stuff. I am. I, 
you know, I am one of the, I feel like, you know, in this somewhat minority supporters of the, the Jack Reacher movie. Jack Reacher is pretty good. Yeah. It's well directed. I don't, I don't know, like I said, I'm not a, I don't carry any of the baggage of the books in with me yeah, where, like, me you neither. know, Tom Cruise is apparently very miscast in that role. Yeah. Like, from a physical standpoint, but, yeah. uh, but I, I think it totally works in that movie, and I think, I, I love that movie. I, think that I love Brad great. Bird. I feel like it won't have the same joy. I know. But, I mean, because that movie just puts a smile on my face yeah. in a way that, like, you Brad, know, like Brad a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Bird, we'll do that. We'll have Tomorrowland coming up. Uh, I know, and I'm too. very, very much looking forward to that. Yeah. But I feel like the next Mission Impossible probably will not surpass Ghost Protocol. It's That's my pessimistic possible. evaluation. Yeah, so. but. Um, well, uh, anybody else have any other thoughts before we go move on to our mm. our heart of the Ghostbusters? Because I think it might be about that time. Yep. I feel like we're all going to have the same person. I mean, I think there's only, for me, there's only one clear choice yeah, in Heart of the Ghostbusters. I don't know. I feel I was saying this. I think we're spoiled for options this time. Okay, well, they made everybody so lovable in this one. Yeah, like more than except for Tyrese. How far are you willing to take this? <laughs> With the notable exception of Tyrese, who just continues yeah, even, to be even Ludacris gets to like kick a little ass Ludacris for a minute. Ludacris is awesome in this one. Uh, he's got he's got a kind of a good repartee with Ramsey the hacker. Oh, I didn't like her very much either. Well, no, yeah. she's fine, but like the, the two of them have like kind of a nice little yeah, connection. Yeah. And I will say, I was really expecting. Um, and look, I'll just I'll throw it out there first. I, I mean. Heart of Ghostbusters. It's 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 got to be Kurt Russell. It's yeah. Kurt Russell. It's got to be Kurt Russell. Yeah. And, but and for the no Rock reason, is awesome no, the in this Rock. one. The Rock. Heart of the really? Ghostbusters that's is Kurt the Russell. One you were really? going with? Yeah. 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 My little spiel in the car was in justification of not choosing Paul Walker. I know that. I oh, I knew, I knew you were doing like, that too. I didn't want to say anything. I'm so confused. No, I totally thought you were gonna be like everybody at the table. Everybody's gonna choose Paul Walker. No. 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 Kurt Russell brings his own beer, and he considers he's like, you know what? You're a Corona man. I'm gonna respect that I but i was a bucket guy. out of nowhere <laughs> even so okay, as far even as even if the whole paul walker thing hadn't happened if paul walker had not died in real life i still don't understand how you all thought it would be obvious we were all gonna pick kurt russell because he's great yeah. Yeah. now okay wait a minute here's would not have been mine no, okay. no like here's the real heart of the ghostbusters side i think no paul walker dead. is the heart of this franchise here's the thing is that we can't pick paul walker because Paul Walker is not Don't a character. Tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Paul Walker is not a character in these movies. Yeah, he's, he's... Paul Walker but is not Brian O'Connor. If you want to pick that Brian O'Connor, makes Brian O'Connor the heart of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And frankly, made Paul They're Walker. All that like end sequence is not about Brian O'Connor. Goodbye to him because this is where he belongs. It's all about them making sure he is in the life that he needs to be in. If I and not dragging family. him down with them. If I could pick Paul Walker, I probably would, but I can't. It's automatic DQ. Yeah. He's not a character in but the movie. But the movie is structured in such a way that it is literally saying Brian O'Connor is the heart of everything. Like where it's like. It's like, you know, taking the dog into the woods and being like, go, boy, go. All, Did you all... just turn Paul Walker into old yeller? Yes. <laughs> No. Well, you, well <laughs> you Bill, did. you did cry at the end. Um, I did, I did. But no, that's literally what they're doing. Like, he's got the perfect family life. He's got the perfect, like, 
little cute kids and little cute right. family. Which, but that's by not the, way, the best drinking buddy. She is yeah. not pregnant yeah, enough thought... to know that that baby's a girl. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh. Correct. I Correct. Like, Correct. It's a girl. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. Have they been chasing Shaw for six months? Like, how do you know it's a girl? And then they go back to her on the beach and she's still completely flat stomached. You don't know that that's yeah, a girl. No, that's you bullshit. just lied They to do him. have a loose relationship with time. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, so. No, look, I, I, no, I that entire ending sets Brian O'Connor up as the heart of everything. No, I agree. I think, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard to argue that he's not, you know, the emotional center of this franchise. But the heart of the Ghostbusters is not the emotional center. That's not the definition of the heart of the Ghostbusters. That's true. It's your drinking buddy. It's the, it's mm-hmm. the who do you want to go have a drink with. That's the, and that's the thing. Like, then the rock, then the <laughs> obvious choice Which then, is why... the obvious choice then becomes the rock. So see, I still see? don't understand why you're okay. on Kirk Okay, this is what I'm saying. We're spoiled for choices here. Yeah. Because I would love to have a drink with Ludacris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a drink with the rock. The rock see, once would... in a movie played over the rainbow on a little ukulele. That's true. But I here's the thing. But it's not the rock. rock. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's what I have to ask Fine. you. Fine. Fine. more about how acting no, works. No, here's what I... I am very concerned about the rules of the arbitrary game I have made up. No, no. Here's my question to you, though. You never you don't... notice about me that I make up arbitrary rules as I go? You don't... You don't... Here's my question for you, though, specifically, Jamie, is that, you know... Having watched you react to all six of these movies, all seven of these movies. Half the fun for me. I know. It's <laughs> watching her just like fume and punch things whenever a lady in a bikini or short shorts comes on screen. I like, have no problems really, with ladies in bikinis. I have problems with ladies in thongs and skirts that don't cover them being shot and from the ground. That are shot up. just yes. from no, this. No, that's no, what no. I have a problem that's, with. And that's fine. That's fine. And My girls question is, being equated as cars. Girls come with pink slips. I don't know if you know that, <laughs> but you can play you rock, can paper, scissors, scissors, rock, paper, scissors. You can win them by rock, paper, scissors. And then win their pink slips. <laughs> that's true. And that's how you get a woman. That's and true. then you should you call, call her woman you whenever call... she's mm-hmm. being no, a little well, bit uppity. No. First, that was my, no no so that's my question is if you had a drink with Hobbs and at one point you said hey I'm gonna go to the drink I'm gonna go to the bar can I get you another drink and he said you know you can get me another drink woman you don't think you'd have a problem with that because he constantly refers to every woman I, would, woman, I, I am woman. the cavalry I would sit back down and be like and now you will go buy me a drink and you will apologize <laughs> and he I would, would. Love, I would love and he would he would which is why he's the best he'd be like you're right that was inappropriate <laughs> had that thought where it's like he refers to every woman in this franchise as woman at some point it's like he has a daughter that's like a weird like cognitive dissonance yeah, yeah exactly it's Which, like also, at what point does he start calling his daughter woman and at what point does that get awkward won't. for him he's gonna be one of those dudes that now that he has a daughter is suddenly like hey women aren't treated fairly <laughs> men should treat women better and you're like they're human beings and you're like really so marv you think? Yeah. Also, it really freaked me out that there were a lot of really young boys in the theater because I feel like we pick up all this stupid gender crap without knowing we're picking it up. And so when you're that young and you're watching those like upskirt shots and stuff, it's telling you something about women and men and their roles and things that you don't know you're learning because you're too young. You need to be able to think critically about this crap before you watch it. I mean, look, you're. You know that that's why they came to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was 12 They were with old. adults. They can't get to Jordan's. It's in the middle of nowhere. An adult had to make the decision yeah, to no, bring them to that movie theater. No, that's why they like Fast and Furious. But no. I'm saying an adult had to 
make the decision to let those kids go see that movie because there's no other way to get to Jordan's without an adult driving I think you, you give adults too much credit. <laughs> Most adults are crappy. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying be better adults. Um, but, yes, and no, I, that The Rock should be your drinking buddy. The rock, is a, the rock is a fine choice for drinking buddy. I would never begrudge you that. Um, no, but no, I no. will drink Belgian ale with Kurt Russell yes. anytime. The fact Who that it's never a- gets a name. He is Mr. Nobody. Mr. He Nobody. never gets a name, which I think That's is fantastic. Fair. I really hope we sh- he, we see him again in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Russell forever. Kurt yeah. Russell forever, oh, man. Jenna, who do you pick? Um... After all that shit. <laughs> yeah, part you can of me pick wants Paul to Walker. Put, That's fine. No, I'm sorry. Part of me wants to pick Tyrone. Just be like, you can't tell me what the fuck Tyrone This week in racism. <laughs> no, there's nothing racist about it. Like, you can't tell me what the fuck Tyrone is. Tyrese. It's not Tyrone. It's Tyrese. Oh, what were you guys calling? Didn't they Tyrese. Call him Roman? His name's Roman. Roman. His name is Roman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Uh, I, Thirteen-year-old you is really sad you didn't pick Paul Walker. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, thirteen-year-old me is really sad about oh, that. God. But um, I think we all know how thirteen-year-old you feels about Paul Walker, though. Really, really good about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no, be... I think I think I'm gonna go with Ludacris. That's, I think that Ludacris is totally great. like yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. It, I think totally like, support that. He's. At, I mean, he's sort of. They slowly built him up a little bit over the course of the franchise. I actually really like him in this movie. I well, think I he's just great. Right about the time that he pulled the parachute on the guy's plane. <laughs> right. Just fucking like, Tyrese is yeah, useless. No, we're we're yeah. gonna get along, friends. Um, I, I yeah, I'll be curious. You know, I'll be curious to see where they go. You know, from this point on. You know, they do another movie. Like I said, they've been kind of slowly whittling this crew down a little bit. Like, they've killed two people now. The two Dominican brothers, or maybe Mormon brothers, have, like, they've kind of wandered they off. They've been be gone. both. But they, see, now, yeah. now that the law is on their side, ostensibly, I feel like yeah. that's that's an excuse to bring in more players. That's, oh. That was an excuse to bring in, you We're going to get well, the A-team. Yeah. The, well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I feel like if they, you know, they do another one, they should absolutely be working for, for, uh... Mr. Nobody. They should be working for Mr. Nobody again. Absolutely. Um, And so, but I mean, you've got, you've got Vin Diesel and you've got Michelle Rodriguez and then you've got Ludacris and Tyrone and that's really, (laughs) and the new, and the new girl. Well, I don't yeah. think I don't no, think she'll stick she'll, around. She'll, I think she will. I think she's redundant to Ludacris. I don't. They'll give her some other quality then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, come on, Dale. You can't put that body behind a desk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you really can. Oh, she doesn't have oh. pimples or twisty glasses. Yeah, she or... doesn't look smart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess the she question is: She doesn't drink all that Mountain Dew. <laughs> I mean, you you figure they'll you know they they're going to want to bring the Rock back, obviously, but obviously. but like do you? bring in a sort of a new Paul Walker you know do you bring no. in somebody else to fill it not no. necessarily to like fill in the you know be like the side but kid. but it's like otherwise it's like you've got these like four four or five people and the rock's got a you know a bunch of other movies and a bunch of other franchises and stuff which is why I feel like he probably wasn't in this one very much I feel like he was probably doing other stuff at the time I, that that feels more like scheduling like we can get the rock for like you know two weeks of filming so we put him at the beginning and we put him at the end and like that's it so I mean, unless you're now going to literally build this whole franchise around Vin Diesel and The Rock, like, do you bring in a, a new character at this point? I mean, I don't, I don't know. You certainly, 
Bill Murray. The only other people you can bring back are Lucas Black and the Dominican Mormon brothers. Well, so. maybe that's and, Han. and Han. Because bring Han back. there is no such Let thing as death Brian in these O'Connor. movies. No, he's I would dead. love that. I, dude, I would love to see Han Solo come back. I don't think... I'm telling you, Danny Trejo. I, I'd, I'd love to see Danny Trejo as a villain. I don't... No, as a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the more interesting choice, right? I think. Right? I mean, Danny yeah. Trejo as the new Paul Walker. Lucas like, <laughs> Black comes back, I'll be sad. Yeah, like no, oh, I don't have any. I don't really do want to see him like come back. I don't. He doesn't hold any real weight to me. Like I said, I kind of expected him to play a bigger role here, just as a, a matter of like padding out the team yeah. a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I thought know. we had had a discussion at some point when you were extolling the virtues of these movies to yeah. me that you thought that eight would be the last, like when they when they they will make eight and that that would be the end. Well, the I end. think that they had a. a I think they made seven with like a plan to make eight. Like that that was how it seemed at the time that they were like they had a plan to do this one and at least one more. Um and like I said, the money is certainly gonna justify it. Like the studio is certainly going to want to make another one. It's you know, the the, the approach is gonna have to be a lot more delicate now. So what? maybe they'll ruin for the Shaws onto the team. Or or Brian O'Connor has a brother we've never heard about who magically appears. Ryan O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> or they pull a soap opera move and have Jack magically age like eighteen years, and then now Jack joins the team. We could, we could, we could make that happen. I'd be okay with some like time. How about, let's let's bring some time travel into it. Let's have like adult Jack come back in time and team up with Uncle Dom. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. What if we had a Terminator crossover? In, with Arnold? You want Arnold in these movies? I would love to have Arnold in these movies. <laughs> Kyle Reese comes to join the yes. team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can it be... Uh, only if you get Michael Bean. I was going to say, can it be Michael Bean now and he's kind of lost a step or I two? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I, I was going to say, as further justification that they will keep on with these, what else does Vin Diesel have going on besides, you know, one day of voiceover for Guardians 2? Like, yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, there's... He, he's not The Rock. You he's know? Not, he's he not doesn't have his hand in a yeah, million franchises. He is not franchise Viagra. Um, yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, he's got this. He's got... Uh, uh, I mean, he would certainly like to keep making Riddick movies. I don't think they're going to make another Riddick movie. So. Um, but then again, I didn't think they were going to make a third one. So, And that one's probably the best one of the three. So, uh, you know, there's still, there's still rumors that he may or may not be up for another Marvel movie. Um, they, they keep talking about him playing uh, Black Bolt in the Inhumans, uh, which would be hilarious. That sentence didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I just want to just want to throw that. Well, out it's there. so the Inhumans is like it's. Uh, I think it's the last movie that they have planned in their current slate of announced titles. Is so it it's after like, Infinity Wars? Yeah, I think it's like twenty, or it might be in between the Infinity War movies, but I think it's like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Um, the the Inhumans are basically 19. like Marvel's version of uh, the their Marvel Cinematic Universe version of mutants because they can't use mutants like Fox has the right to the word mutants because they own X Men so the Marvel Universe can't use mutants so they uh, the Inhumans are like an actual group of characters but they've set them up as sort of like the Marvel Cinematic version of mutants um, and so. Uh, they're, what, they're like leader of it's kind of like Guardians they're like a team of people they're like a group of people um, and their leader is this character named Black Bolt and his sort of ability his like power is that he has a voice that 
like kills people. Like a lot I of am it's like a lot of Morissette in fucking Dogma. Like if she if he opens his mouth, like his voice is like a lethal weapon. They already basically. had that guy on uh, Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, similar, similar kind of deal. Um, and so, but so it would be interesting because Vin Diesel would play two characters uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe: one in which he is only a voice, and two in which he never speaks. Um, so, be, like, it'd be like a weird symmetry. That's that I would know, be right? Like, and th- th- that's kind of what you want from Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's kind of what you want from Vin Diesel. Either yeah. like just his weird voice that says one sentence over and over again on a cartoon tree, mm. and then like his big muscly bald head with n- who never opens his mouth. I don't think his head is that muscular. <laughs> well, yeah, it might be. You never know. There's some folds in that head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it well, just got weird. <laughs> it just got weird? I think it's been weird for quite some time, sir. Well, it's good to be back. Indeed, it is good to be back. All right, well, I think that just about wraps it up for the Fast and Furious franchise to date. Uh, pretty much brings us up to date. It does pretty much bring us up to date. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Um, I was just looking at the release schedule. There isn't really, like, a big, big release next week. Um uh, the most interesting title that I see here is certainly um, Ex Machina. I want to fucking see Ex yeah, Machina! <laughs> I want to see Ex Machina really bad. Uh, I had a chance to see it at South by Southwest, and I didn't go because I knew I'd be oh. able to see it at home, so I saw okay. other stuff instead. He's honestly just going to suggest that yeah. with Ex Machina. So. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know uh, where it's going to be playing, because obviously it'll be a somewhat... I think it's going to be a li- somewhat more limited release. The Kindle yeah, maybe the Kendall or the Coolidge. I wouldn't. Be, I would expect it to be at the Coolidge too. So yeah. we'll have to ex, uh, explore and see. But I'm I'm down for Ex Machina next Brian week. Brian Cox is the scientific advisor on that. So is he really? That like is his name Stryker? No, no. It's sadly, not. no, no, no. Actual scientist Brian Cox, yes, not the, actor Brian Cox. Aww. The one that looks like a cute British boy band yeah. um, contributor. Right, so. exactly. But um, so yeah, we could do Ex Machina. I could be, I could be very much down for Ex Machina. Yes, I'm um, super into that. We've got, uh, you know, it's. Like I said, summer season is officially upon us now, so uh, we've got Avengers coming up. Oh, um, so excited. We've got Mad Max Fury Road coming so up. Excited. And I'll say that I did catch some of that at uh, South by Southwest. I went to a, a Road Warrior screening with George Miller, and he showed some Mad Max Fury Road footage, and it was Ooh. fucking awesome. So I'm really excited for that. Um, those are both coming up in May. Uh, God, and then really? we've also got, like, we've got another Mission Impossible. There's a, Termin- a new Terminator movie. Um, there's all sorts of fun stuff coming this summer. There's a place we could go right there. Yeah, we we, 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 also, we also never finished the Bournes. I know we need to finish. We got halfway through the Bourne movies. We didn't finish the Bourne movies. So well, no, we got more. Well, than we didn't. Way. We didn't talk. We watched the third one, but we haven't talked about it. We didn't do an episode about the third one yet, um, and I you, still haven't watched the fourth one. Do so. you uh, include Green Zone as a Bourne movie? No, we is should. The, I is mean, that a non-canonical. Yeah, yeah it's the you know, unofficial Bourne in Iraq. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll we'll figure out something for next week. Perhaps, probably, strongly, Ex Machina. I'm, I'm kind of down for that. So, um, Well, uh, thank everybody for coming. You guys are all the best. Uh, it's like We've been gone for a while. It's nice to be back, and it's nice to have you all on our first episode back. It's, nice, Thanks, to, it's nice to have a crowd. So, um, And none of you guys are on like... I, I've been tweeting. You've so been tweeting, Jeff? I have been. Where, so. can they find, where can people find you uh, on the Twitter? Do you recall my, my, uh, my I, handle? I, like I remember it it's, a, it's a Russian literature thing, but <laughs> no, I can't remember what you, it is. Your wires got crossed there. No, it is David Mitchell, an English 
author. Oh, okay. The name is Dutch, though. Oh, that must be what it is. It's from the novel The Thousand Autumns of Jacob de Zoot, which, as I've said, if, you know, if the Wachowskis go into making, you know, historical movies, like they kind of did with Plot Atlas, this will be the character everyone's like, oh, that's the character. (laughs) So I have a one-up on that. So I am at Ari Grote, A-R-I-E-G-R-O-T-E. There we go, at Ari Grote. Um, and Jenna, you're not on the Twitters, right? You're not, you're not, no. You're not by choice. Not on the Twitters. Um, and of course you can, uh, follow me, uh, at, uh, Daily Screening or at mdaily01 on Twitter. Um, and then, uh, the blog is dailyscreening.com. And then of course our podcast here, uh, available on iTunes and on the SoundCloud. So please rate us and review us and, and so on and so forth and whatnot and what for. Uh, thank you all for <laughs> indeed. Thank you all for listening. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. It's time to unleash the beast. 